Standard Bearing the Cross, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, March 12, 1972. The text is taken from Luke, the 23rd chapter, the 26th through the 31st verses. The 26th verse of the 23rd chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. They took Jesus away, and as they went they met a man named Simon from Cyrene, who was coming into the city from the country. They seized him, put the cross on him, and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed him. Among them were some women who were weeping and wailing for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Women of Jerusalem, don't cry for me, but for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when people will say, How lucky are the women who never had children, who never bore babies, who never nursed them. That will be the time when people will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, hide us. For if such things as these are done when the wood is green, what will it be like when it is dry? Through the sermons of the past several weeks, We have tried to show why the scriptures say that Jesus took upon a cross to die. Today we're going to try to show what the same scripture says that for you and me to live, we must take up a cross to live. That's one of the paradoxes of the cross of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross so that in taking up a cross we might live. Over and over and over again, at least Jesus five times said, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to follow me, you must take up your cross daily and follow after me. For whosoever will try to save his life, he's going to lose it. But whoever is willing to lose his life for my sake and the gospels, he will find the meaning of life. Make no doubt in your mind to bear the cross of Jesus Christ is no easy matter. As a matter of fact, it is probably the most difficult thing that a person has to do in life. And the reason it is so difficult and hard and painstaking is for numerous reasons. The first, it is so difficult because so many of us 
do not recognize nor are we willing to accept what Jesus means by taking up his cross. Sometimes Jesus' interpretation and our interpretation of the cross, it's just not the same. I know individuals who like to think that they are really bearing a cross because they have some physical ailment, because they have some limitation of their body or of their mind or they are facing some great problem, have been for many years, and it appears as though that problem is going to be there for much time to come. And, and they say, this is the cross that I may, must bear. Well, they may have a calamity in their life, they may have a tragedy, but Jesus would not call any one of those things your cross. Other people say, that a loss, a personal loss, or some suffering that they are presently enduring, this is the cross that Christ has given me to bear. Uh-uh. It may be a heavy burden, but it's not what Jesus means by a cross. When Jesus says we are to take up our cross and follow him, that's exactly what he means. We are to carry up, to pick up the same thing that he picked up, the same type of a cross that he picked up, the same way in which he picked it up. The cross which Jesus Christ did not want to face. The cross which he despised and hoped that he could escape. The cross which he even prayed he would be able to avoid. The cross which he hoped he could close his eyes and it would disappear forever. The cross which, nevertheless, he voluntarily, willingly, knowingly took upon himself, enduring the pain, despising the shame, to become a ransom for you and for me. That's the kind of cross Jesus expects us to take up. A cross that we really don't want to take up. A cross which we wish and hope we could avoid. A cross about which we might even pray that it will go away. A cross which we take up not for our sakes but for the sake of Jesus Christ. A cross that we take up knowing full well that we do, as we do, we know not what it will require of us or where it will lead us, but knowing voluntarily, willingly, even though we could escape, and carry it for the sake of Jesus Christ. Now such crosses come to us in many and different forms. They come in many shapes and in all types of dilemmas. Such a cross may come to us in the form of a cause, for a, in the form of a sake, in the form of a principle, in the form of an idea or an ideal for which Christ lived and for which he died. Crosses are peculiar in how they come to us, but come they do. And believe me, when they do come, we'll want to avoid them. 
We may even pray that we can escape responsibility. We can rationalize this way and that to get out of our responsibility, but the fact remains that unless we pick it up and take it, we are not following in the fashion of Jesus Christ, who voluntarily took upon himself the form of a servant and humbled himself and took up the cross. You see, not all of us like to hear that. And not all of us like to accept the idea that this is what Jesus means. But the fact remains, that's what makes cross-bearing so difficult and so tough. Because we know we can't escape it. And we take up a cross only when we voluntarily, willingly, knowingly pick up some cause, some sake, some principle, some idea for which Jesus Christ lived and for which he died. It's not easy. Jesus never said it would be easy. It's not easy to bear the cross because we never can be really sure when a cross is going to compel us to pick it up. You can never be sure. You see, crosses do not come into our lives according to our time schedules and our pleasure. Simon will tell you that. If you had had the opportunity on that Good Friday morning to tell Simon, Simon, you know that before this day is out, you will be carrying the cross of Jesus Christ he would have told you that you were insane. Jerusalem was not his city. The Judeans were not his people. He was from North Africa, from the city of Cyrene. He didn't come to Jerusalem to carry a cross. He came perhaps for a party to celebrate the Passover with friends. Perhaps he had come on business. Perhaps he had come to the temple to worship. We don't know why he came to Jerusalem. But he certainly didn't come to carry a cross. Yet, before noon, before the sun had reached its zenith, there is Simon the Cyrene walking through the streets of Jerusalem carrying the cross of the Judean Christ. You see, you, you, you never know when suddenly there's going to appear before you a cross which you are going to feel compelled to take up and to follow after the Master. Now it can come just in our lives as it did in Simon's. Sometimes it will come to you and to me when we least suspect it. It might come to us in some far country as it came to Simon, or it might come right here at home. It might be when we're in a business meeting or socializing with friends. You know, it's even come to a few people when they've been in church at worship. Granted, that compelling force came to Simon from the force of the Roman law. The Roman law under the providence of God, and it's the same providence of God which may compel you to take up the cross according to the law 
of love. You never know how it's going to come or when it's going to come, but when you take Jesus Christ seriously, it comes. Believe me, it comes. It comes maybe in the flash of a news headline. Perhaps it comes in the cry of mercy, pity, peace, and for love. Perhaps it can come in the form of some cause where suddenly you feel your heart wrenched with pain and sorrow and your soul touched with love that wants to do something besides talk. You will feel as though you must get involved. That's the way it comes. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, it comes to us when we least suspect it. That's always the way the cross of Christ comes. And suddenly you find yourself, without even knowing it, involved. And that's tough. Because it's never easy to carry the cross of Christ. It's never easy because you not only never know when it's coming, but you never know what it's going to require of you to carry the cross of Christ. Simon didn't, but you talk to Simon and you'll find that it cost him and it cost him much. It cost him his time, it cost him his physical energy, the sweat of his brow, and it cost him perhaps the most expensive thing any one of us possesses, humiliation. The sticks and the stones, they hurt. But those particular words hurt even more. Scoundrel! Traitor! Follower of a maniac! Peace lover! These were all names that Simon probably heard that day, and if we weren't in church, we could probably tell you some others that are rather vulgar and rude and crude. And Simon had to bear that simply because he decided to take up the cross of Jesus Christ. He suffered, and he suffered greatly. Ladies and gentlemen, when you and I take up the cross, voluntarily pick up some cause for Jesus Christ, you can expect only one thing, that it's going to cost you. And it's going to cost you in terms of time and of sweat and of money and of your humiliation. There's no other way for you to carry the cross. And what's more, you'll never know exactly where that cross is going to lead you. In carrying the cross of Jesus, Simon found himself eventually witnessing death. He found himself on that hill which is called the place of the skull, Golgotha. And there he saw an innocent man die. Have you ever seen anyone die? I have many times. And it's tough. Can you imagine what it would be like to see someone 
who was altogether innocent and pure die? If you take up the cross, you're liable to witness death. And yes, you may even experience death. I can never preach on this topic without thinking of my friend Jim Reed. Remember him? I told some of you about him several years ago, shortly after that horrible incident in Selma, Alabama. Jim was my friend. He was also one of my teachers. And 15 years ago, he spent every Saturday morning and afternoon with about five of us as we clustered together in a conference room in the Philadelphia General Hospital. And he tried to introduce us and to understand group dynamics and human sensitivity. Many times I think over those many, many, many sessions we had together. And I know I never thought then, and I'm sure he never did either. And only a few years later, when he felt compelled to take up the cross of civil rights, that it would lead him on a peaceful demonstration with just two friends to a restaurant in Selma, Alabama, where after he had eaten, several not-so-friendly people greeted him outside the restaurant door, attacked him bashed his head in, and he died. Today, no one of us knows where the cross of Jesus Christ might lead us, but it might lead us to death. And that's tough. It's very difficult and never easy to bear the cross of Jesus Christ. But ladies and gentlemen, the one bright hope and promise of it all is that the alternative is even worse. For if you do not take up a cross, and for the cause of Jesus Christ carry that cross, it is the word of the Master Jesus Christ, an individual who has never been proven wrong, that you will never find the meaning of life. Yes. If you don't take up a cross and struggle with what a cross means and never feel compelled to take up a cause for Jesus Christ, never questioning the cost or where it is it may lead you, if you never do these things, you will never find the meaning of life. You may be alive, but you're only existing. If you are an individual who tries to save your life by not getting involved, by counting the cost, by being sure that everything is safe, you'll never live. Never. For Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And you cannot find the secret of life unless you are willing to take up a cross and follow me. You will never live 
to fulfill the potential and the destiny for which you have been created by God if you never take up the cross of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. And in this sense, the gospel hymn is right that the cross of Christ leads home. So though it's very difficult to bear the cross of Jesus Christ, it is necessary for you and for me to take up the cross and follow Christ if ever we are to find the fullness, the happiness, the joy, the peace, and the contentment that God put in us and expected us to find on our sojourn here and in this life. There's no other way. For as Jesus Christ proved by his life and by his death, if you don't carry a cross, you can't wear the crown of life. And because Jesus Christ had to take upon a cross to find the purpose of his life, we who are no better nor greater than our master, we cannot expect to find life in any other way. So though it's tough to bear a cross, and many of us are going to have very difficult times ahead in trying to bear the cross of Jesus Christ, let's be at least, at least thankful that we have a cross to bear. And that God made us and created us and expects us to be people who carry a cross. For if we had not that opportunity and privilege, we would not have the opportunity to live. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, thank God. There's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for you and for me. Thank God for the cross of Jesus Christ that has saved us, that has redeemed us, that has showed us God and man, and which gives to you and to me this day the opportunity to find life. Amen. Our Father and our God, we're thankful for all that thou hast given us, even for those promises which confront us, which tell us about suffering and sorrow and death. But may we remember, O thou who hast created each one of us, that thou hast given us the promise thou will never make us go through more than what we can endure, and that in following Jesus Christ and picking up his cross, we find the secret to life. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.